0: Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at starchemicals.com. Dr. Look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Stand
1: All right everyone, welcome back. Dr. Homebrew, fill in your life with love, fill in your iDevice or your Android device with Homebrew goodness. With not Homebrew because then it wouldn't work and you would void your warranty. Welcome
2: back as if we ever went away.
3: We don't leave. We kind of just camp out here. You know we I mean? sleep, we eat, we drink here for a month and we come back on the air. <laughs> right, that's all we
1: do. We get locked in the closet. And uh, let me me tell you, you you think uh, you think prison is bad? Uh, Try living in a closet with with with, uh, Lee and uh, Brian here. It's not fun. And
3: and JP, yeah,
1: Tom Cruise. (laughs) Why Tom Cruise?
2: Uh, Haven't you ever seen that South Park episode? (laughs) No,
1: Um. no. I thought maybe you were tapping into some weird, weird moment in your own personal history. Uh, Watch the show. Watch the show. South Park. God, I haven't seen an episode of South yeah. Park in, like, years. It's not that it's not funny. I don't watch it a it's lot. It's just, like, it. it the, they set the bar, and it's the bar, and then and then nothing ever changes. It's always that funny, and it's, like, after a while, you just kind of get used to it. Yeah,
3: but it is that funny. Really? Right. You haven't seen a South Park episode in a year? In, I would figure forever, you'd have a live stream of that dude. as a backdrop on your computer. Uh-huh. In forever.
4: They just did a one on gluten. It was real funny.
3: Oh, I bet they did a great gluten? With that. Yeah. Yeah, we have gluten-free stuff here tonight, too. What do you know? All these Oh, yeah. That's true.
1: That's true. true. It is the the half gluten-free... We We do care. Uh, Do we We care? care. We care. We We
3: care care. about everything.
1: We don't care. Uh, Bevo gives zero fucks, apparently. So, whatever. Even though she won't say it. She has a microphone, but she refuses to talk. That's all right. I don't say those words. Her voice isn't very good, anyway.
4: That's rude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She sounds more like an android robot.
3: (laughs) Yeah. The less she says, the better it is for you, JP. Right. Uh, I expect to hear a lot from her.
1: Yeah, well, don't, <laughs> don't uh, get your hopes up too much. Yeah, uh, but, right. This
3: is Dr. Homebrew,
1: and before we get uh, into our hijinks and all that kind of stuff that we like to do, we like to thank Five Star Chemicals. Go to 5starchemicals.com. They are the sponsor of this show, they are they bring you. Uh, This show They are our first sponsor Our longest sponsor We've been doing it For just over a year And uh, They really support us And and we really appreciate it So If you happen to be using Any sort of other Cleaner and sanitizer That uh, does not uh, Say five star on it Stop Stop immediately go down to your local homebrew store, buy some five-star chemicals, learn how to properly clean and sanitize your, uh, your homebrewing equipment. Uh, they really do make the best uh, cleaning and sanitizing uh, products around. So check them out. Support them, please. Thank them for sponsoring this show and uh, all that kind of good stuff. Um, if you want to be on the show, Email me at Jp at the We are now taking uh, submissions. We have a couple uh, a couple more months to, to go as far as a uh, uh, backlog of people who want to be on the show but uh, it never hurts to plan early enough. I need to get better at that I'm sure uh, everyone Sorry. would, would plan, tell me
3: plan early and often
1: yes please <laughs> please do that if you uh, happen to make it out here for a show uh, you know either physically or virtually uh, by sending your beers, you will get a, a five star uh, chemicals gift pack. Kind of a little care pack. They give you some PVW and some star sand and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they really take care of us here. They take care of you guys. So uh, please support them. FiveStarChemicals.com.
3: Because five star cares too.
1: Five star cares.
3: They care five. about your beer.
1: They really do. They really do. And and they they help you care about your beer too. And if you care about your beer, uh, and if you care about me because I'm drinking your beer. Let's be honest. Uh, not really. Uh, except at club night. But then I like to judge you. I like to build. I use like to use club night as my as my build-up for, for judging all homebrews. Since when did you wait so. for
3: club night to judge anyone?
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like I, I use that <laughs> as my baseline. So so about like you know May or something, I kind of go, you know, homebrew, it's not that bad. And then I go to club night, and then it's like, oh. So that's
3: your baseline. And so when you're basically drunk off your ass, drinking yeah. all sorts of stuff, and spouting venom about everyone, that's your baseline.
1: No, I'm not drunk. I'm just high on a lot of heroin. Oh. So uh. wherever, like, so this year it's going to be, in our next year's going to be in San Diego. That's what we hear. They have some really good shit. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to be super high.
2: And good clubs down there, so, yeah. I
1: wouldn't know sh- about anything. Uh, we'll like, be checking like, you for tracks. Like discotheques and stuff? Like that what you mean? Like <clears> clubs? <throat> like dance clubs and shit?
3: Warehouses, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Warehouses, all right, good. Uh, Brian and Lee are here as usual, everybody. Hi. And uh, we have Warren Beardy here for no reason at all. I, I think I talked him down into coming down, because we're doing some ciders today. Yeah, you wanted me to get in cider. Though. I do want you to get inside. Now, in Now, keep in mind, this is not the Jamil show, So, oh. we don't, or the session.
2: You
4: wanted me to come down and taste some cider. Yes,
1: that's absolutely guys, correct. Aren't you yeah. guys
2: brewing partners? or
4: We're brewing friends. I don't know if we're brewing partners
2: yet. We're people oh, who okay. brew
4: together. Yeah,
1: it is California. I bet we could file for we a brewing partner to, yeah, license. we could do that. Yeah, we could, yeah.
3: We have we, rights uh, we have Yeah rights. You can make some cider Get a common cider <laughs> license Right yeah. Yeah,
1: well, yeah Who's to say That uh, we don't have The same rights As people who don't Brew together Right right. Yeah Thank you,
3: you mm-hmm. Would that mean That by con- Inversely then That by brewing together You have less rights Than everybody else If that's how it worked
1: I don't know well, What I mean, was the word you said You
3: give up rights You, you said a I'm word offended by what you inversely. just said right. yeah. I don't right. understand I don't know what it means But I'm yeah. already offended
1: Who said it I'm a brewing partner yes. a right. brewing partner I might move to Berkeley And then I'll be really offended
2: If you made 10 gallons of some beer, though, and Mm -hmm. like, you know... You're both fermenting them separately in five-gallon carboys. And then something happened to JP. I mean, would they let Beardy into your house to, to that's true. care would, for your who beer? Who would
4: finish the, the beer that's fermenting in do you have visitation rights
2: to your carboy? More importantly,
1: if, if something happened to me uh, or if we were fermenting differently and I brought some beer into Dr. Homebrew, would they let you – would we, would I let you come in and taste the beer because
4: the doctor – see,
3: we don't uh, know. we right. don't know.
4: Uh, patient confidentiality. Thank you very yeah. much. Warren
3: gets yeah. it. I might okay. have
4: never, ever get to taste your beer.
3: Right, You might not. Well, not in this setting.
1: No. Well, uh, you can taste it. Not in this lifetime, you can't You can't know, say no.
3: anything. Well, you can say something, but you can't judge and be no, on the show. No one Wait. will listen. Yeah. Right.
1: Wait. No one imper- ever listens the anyway. The
3: appearance of a conflict of interest is as real as an actual conflict of interest.
1: See? There, there you go. go. That's what Lee just said.
3: Right. Yeah, Lee, he
2: said it. Lee just said those words. Actually, Brian did. So this is um, a show about beer. <laughs> it's a show about beer. Uh, what happened here? We have a we have uh, some cider going on. We have cider. We have Phil
1: back. Phil was on a couple of shows ago, I think. Right? I was. I think about three weeks ago. Thank yeah. You. Uh, uh. Well, but as far as listeners know, it was like ten years ago. Or yeah, it was. Um, it's good to be back. And so you're brewing some cider, or not brewing some cider, but you're crushing apples and fermenting them.
5: That's about it. Yeah. And that's good. Make, that, make the must, and I think it's our yeast I think it's our first cider.
2: It's our first yeah. cider on the show, right? Yeah. It's our first non um, non beer on the show, and then and then we have Except some for JPs. D- well, that's true. What <laughs> huh?
3: didn't we do have a mead at one point?
1: We did have a mead. Yeah, oh. yes, we that had was a mead. while ago. Yes. Oh, we did have a mead. God. Um, yeah. And then Alex Drobshov left us some some cider as well. Yeah, it's to like try. Cider was are here amazing. for the last show. He yeah. was here for the last show. It's a it's a hundred percent Brett fermented cider beer. Oh. I thought you'd be yeah, interested try in that. that. Yeah, I tried one of those ones. And then later on in the show, just once, uh, we have a, a, a hard cider from our friends in Moonlight at Moonlight Meadery uh, in New Hampshire. It's uh, called How Do You Like Them Apples, thirteen and a half percent. It's a barrel-aged mm-hmm. New England hard cider.
3: Wow. Well, if we don't like oh, it, I can use New it England to fuel style? my car.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's a New England style. Do you like New England style? I don't know. That just means that it's 13% because in New England style, you can pretty much add any adjuncts that will add sugar.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, so it Mm. could be
4: brown sugar it could be molasses it could be honey it could be whatever
1: well it'll be interesting to, to figure out we're not going to you know taste it and, and kind of reflect on it but uh we'll, we'll we'll have it like we did the fullers in the last show uh just as, as we're kind of going out it'd be interesting to see what what happens with it. I, I i don't know I, I don't know anything about it michael was just like hey why don't you guys try some of this cider i said great why don't we great. do that we'll try it and then uh he sent it and uh now it's here it's pretty we'll much as the
3: oh. lights go down
2: sounds good to me is there honey in there i don't
3: know no
2: I mean, they use honey, you know, right.
1: It, I would imagine so. Whatever I mean, they're things. a, a meter, right? They, Why wouldn't they? I would they? think
2: they would put honey in it. But maybe so you, some sugar You think there's
1: smell. honey in cider?
2: Yeah. This
1: is not the Jamil show or yeah. the session. had <laughs> a clean show. It's going to be contagious,
2: You're the one who the
3: know.
1: first F bomb so, on this. Sometimes it's sweeter so. than other times. That's true. That's true. Especially if you don't do all the stuff you're supposed to do. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, some ciders are pretty bitter, too. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Or dry. But that's a different story.
4: Are we making cider this year, Warren? Uh,
1: you better
3: get started. I wasn't it on, on it
4: because I was. I'm, I'm brewing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, know. I know Apples you are. are out yeah. Now.
1: yeah, yeah, they I are. Know. I like I liked the cider. I drank the crap
4: out of yeah, all that cider we made. Yeah, I didn't get to have a whole lot. That's yeah. why I'm not really. <laughs> you don't get I'm let really out raring to go. To That's why
2: he's here. He's back for revenge. Yeah, you don't get
4: <laughs> let out a whole lot. That's why you, you know where yeah. I live. Well, why do you always get to drink it all?
2: You need to make a bigger batch so you each get some. Because yeah,
4: my girlfriend loves me, I guess. We made over 30 gallons last year.
1: Yeah. Make
2: 60 next time.
1: <laughs> but Warren goes, hey, here's a keg. We'll put it on your house. I go, great. And a week later, hey, they remember that keg, the cider that you left? <laughs> That's all gone. Why don't you bring another one? And then he yeah. does. And I'm like, all right. What am I going to do, slow <laughs> yeah. down?
4: Yeah. Oh. No. Well, you didn't tell well, I, me. I did that a bunch of times, and now we're out of cider. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which we need to make more.
1: It's a whole time,
3: thing. Next Yeah.
1: It's a whole thing. Uh, all right. Well, but uh, speaking of cider, we have Phil here with his common cider, and uh, we're going to get started uh, tasting that. You, uh, you boys, want to pop that thing open and uh, pop the cider it. open? You know, let's let's do this thing. Let's Phil, Unclick have you the ever made a cider before? Tell me, tell me about your uh, your your cider fetish.
5: What caused you to turn away from the grain? <laughs> well, I think uh, my first cider was about five years ago, and this is uh, actually you're tasting my fourth cider batch so it's um still new to cider making um it's kind of exciting um i'm interested to hear about how to how it's it's being judged
1: i mean i, I mean apparently there is a cider score sheet um i, I have no idea about it even though we, i entered one of the nationals i don't even know if it was judged on a sc- cider score sheet was it warren
2: no not at that point it was still just the generic bjcp great sounds sheet. good um, yeah, they're, they're working on a, I think a cider program with, uh, you know, I mean, as they did with mead, they have mead guidelines, you know, the, well, mead guidelines they have a mead study mm-hmm. guide and a mead exam that you can take to become a mead judge. And, uh, the goal is to do the same with cider for the BJCP at some point. Not sure where they're at with that, but.
1: So you just, how did you source these apples? Did you do like a group buy or, uh, you know, in case anybody
5: out there wants to make cider and, and uh, this is their first kind of intro into it. Well, we live in a in an area in uh, Northern California that's uh, close to a place called Apple Hill. Mm-hmm. And um, the namesake, uh, obviously, there's a lot of apple uh, varieties up there. And it's not difficult at certain times of year to get your hands on some freshly made uh, must. You know, it's typically non-varietal. Um, it's not pasteurized. It's not filtered. And uh, it's, it's the stuff you buy in the one-gallon gallon jugs that if you don't consume it right away, it's uh, going to... Um, Start, spontaneously ferment. Start and Start uh, turning. <laughs> you, can get, you can get some explosions if you're not careful. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've had one or two of those. Oh. Um, um, so at any rate, I, I grabbed about, uh, I think, six gallons of this uh, okay. up at Apple Hill. And um, pitched, um, I primed uh, some Red Star Champagne, Pasture Champagne yeast, um, primed it, and uh, let it rip. So it took, uh, I, I want to say, from... A starting gravity at about 1064. It took quite a while to get down to terminal, um, but I did get down close to, I think my numbers were 1004.
1: Okay, so just unpasteurized apple juice and yeah, some just, champagne yeast. Pretty just, simple.
5: Yeah, right, right out of the jug. Pour it in the uh, six-and-a-half-gallon carboy. Okay. Um, pitch your yeast. Um, I put it on temperature control. I think I held it at 64 degrees for about a month, six weeks. Okay. I... Um, Racked as secondary, and I let it sit there to just to get it off the, the lees for probably another two months. By the way, lees is a winemaking term for yeast, in case the brewers out there don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm departing again from the, the brewers. Shame. Um, and tisk, I, tisk. They're not talking about me. They didn't clone him <laughs> All the lees. I got it off all of the lees. Separate There's it from lees. Billions
3: leaves. and trillions of my brethren inside <laughs> of these ciders. That's
2: a scary <laughs> thought. Yeah.
5: Yeah, so... Um, so the process of fermentation, I, I did use a little bit of staggered nutrient addition, um, mm-hmm. and I, and um, I did In this case, I didn't uh, kill the yeast off or neutralize it with um but I did back sweeten it after about ten months with a little bit of. Um, let's see, what did I use here? Uh, some xylosweet about 15 tablespoons. Xyla-sweet. S- like what a is Like a synthetic uh, it's, sweetener? I, is, is, uh, my, my research on the Internet has shown that I think it's actually derived. It's not artificial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a natural sweetener. So it's not like Nutra-sweet, but it's a, more of a natural sweetener. Like but kisses from your grandma. But it's uh, completely unfermentable, so it stabilizes. So I didn't want to throw in a bunch of extra chemicals okay. and have that come through in the flavor or right. the ar- aroma. So, so okay. it's
3: kind of like adding lactose or something.
5: Exactly. Okay. And so what you're um, about to sample here has actually been sitting in. I, I for, actually completely forgot about this keg. I, my earlier cider keg, uh, Blue, uh, because I don't usually consume it. And I think it was, uh, it was sitting in the keg in condition for about at, at 40 degrees for almost two and a half years. Oh, wow. So it's uh, pretty well-rounded, I think. And uh, I don't know, we'll see what you guys have to say about it. I'm looking right. forward to your feedback. Brian. <clears throat> kick us off Boy. on this uh cider journey man yeah
2: so the cider score sheet has uh a different format and it starts with the appearance so um actually the first sample we had was was uh brilliantly clear and deep gold with some kind of burnished yellow orange highlights to it this one's actually got a little the second bottle had a little more a slight bit of haze to it not not as brilliantly clear as the first sample but still fairly clear um had fine bubbles rising through it, kind of champagne-like, little slow, slow tempo, and and you know, low level of bubbles going through it. Um, it has a nice uh, aroma-wise. It had a p- real pleasant apple aroma. It seemed seems sweet and inviting, and it, and it kind of was reminiscent of of apple pie. I was almost imagining the spices there, um, but there's it's not spicy. <laughs> um, The acidity level in there seemed medium low. Uh, Getting into the flavor, it 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 was fairly dry. I mean, it was declared to be semi-sweet, and I get the impression of sweetness in it. But it's like in the finish and the mouthfeel wise, it's kind of coming out coming across drier than I thought. So, but it has a a moderate acidity level in there. That's it's not biting or harsh. It's it's definitely complementing the. The little sweetness that is there, um, and the apple flavor, pretty well. Alcohol is it seems to be medium body. Body, I would say medium full. It's got kind of a rounded fullness to it, not intense or like super syrupy. But for a cider, it seems to be pretty, you know, pretty big bodied. The carbonation is low, as expected for a, a petulant. Uh, the meat was declared as being uh, petulant. On carbonation wise which is there's three levels petulant or uh, yeah still petulant or sparkling anyway um yeah I, the, there weren't a lot of tannins in this um it you know i don't know sometimes you, you need a little bit of that in there to balance it uh it's just smooth apple flavor and really fresh tasting apple and pleasant um uh, i really like the flavor and um i especially like the aroma but uh, yeah, that acidity was kind of, you know, um, could have used some some tannins to balance that out a little better. But it was nice as it was. Um, overall impression of this cider, very nice and fresh. The aroma is quite inviting. Seems drier than the cl- declared level of semi-sweet to me. Uh, I'm getting the impression of sweetness, and I thought it was probably coming more from the fruit, from the apple, mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, any residual sweetness. And, um, you know, you could, you could get away with leaving a little more in there and have it, you know, meet more like the declared. But like whenever, whenever I do a cider, you know, which is pretty rarely, but it just dries out to zero and that's all you can do. You can't, you'd have to, you know, do some, you know, sorbates and stop it. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't want those chemicals in there. You want to let it go and and you know, dry ciders are just fine too. So, um, you know, if you, if you declare it as semi-sweet, you'd want to maybe leave a little more sweetness in the finish one way or another. But, um, yeah, nice job overall. I'd say bring up the tannins a little bit, touch for better complexity, but it's a nice cider. Yeah. I ended up, you know, just scoring through the, the four sections of the cider score sheet. It landed at a 39, and that's where I'll leave it. Excellent cider.
5: Thank you, Brian. Awesome. Lee? Okay. Well... <clears throat>
3: What did I think about this? Um, I think Brian's descriptions of this overall were pretty good. Um, there was a nice kind of light, brilliant light copper color in the original pour on this. The second second bottles the touch hazier. Um, pours a frothy white head that just just goes poof, it disappears immediately, which you kind of expect in ciders. So they don't really have much in the way of foam stand on them. Yeah. Um, had a nice apple aroma, nice combination of sort of the the fruit and of the rind, which is – uh, at least to me, anyways, where most of the really interesting aromas and flavor come from is from the peel. It definitely had some of that. A little bit of alcohol in there. Um, nothing was off. There's no sulfurs, no oxidation, no you know bread or other interesting microbes. No, none of that sort of English cider bacony funk or anything in here. which <laughs> In a common cider, you don't really want, right? Um, did you get any? Any? Uh,
2: I just wanted to ask: Did you get yeah. any kind of uh, acetic? At all, like a hint of it at all? Me?
3: Uh, no. Like I didn't backer,
2: acetic, just acetic acid, like a oh, light, okay. light, light, light vinegary thing in the background. Okay. Yes. Born I guy. thought I got yeah. a little something, but just background. It just like yeah. this balances everything else.
3: A little bit of acidity, but I didn't peg it as
2: acetic per se. And I wouldn't mark it as like a flaw because it's just really subtle in the background. But it's it's kind of there, I think.
3: Yeah. Um, for the flavor, yeah. medium low sweetness. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe semi sweet might have been overstating the sweetness in this a bit maybe more like just medium or maybe semi-dry. The interesting thing is it tastes sweeter than it feels. The, the mouthfeel, the body on this feel very dry. The flavor's got a little bit of sweetness. This is probably from the stuff that you added. Um, I'm not quite sure how that works, but um, you know, it's it's it definitely had a little bit of sweetness in the flavor. Low acidity is just enough to balance it properly. So it doesn't come across like a lot of the commercial ciders which are basically apple soda pop with alcohol added. Um, It definitely wasn't that kind of overly sweetened sort of thing. Um, Nice apple flavor, again, with some of the rind character coming through, medium carbonation, um, clean kind of apple juice finish with a little bit of a lemony acidity note, some lingering sweetness. Not much acidity, just enough to balance it for the style probably. Didn't really pick up much in the way of tannins in here. But probably since the body was fairly dry It may not have needed much of that. It balanced okay with just a touch of acidity that was in there to me. Um, That's how it came across to me. And and, and to note, to be clear, I am not a cider judge or very terribly knowledgeable when it comes to ciders. But, you know, I'm just sort of putting down my observations and what I liked and didn't like here and playing off a few things it says in the style guidelines on this. Overall – uh, tasty, well balanced cider, slightly on the sweet side, but nothing like the, uh, some of the oversweet commercial versions you can get easily. Just enough acidity to support it, nothing off, cleanly fermented. I think it's a nice cider. I gave it a 36 points. Um, I thought it was very good.
1: That is a good point that, uh, uh, you know, we're not really geared towards cider, which is why we don't necessarily solicit cider specifically, but we don't reject it either. So, I it's a good change of
3: pace. Yeah, we can take sure. ciders and meats and- Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely stretching session what I what I usually do and what we usually do in the show. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pushing kind of it a little bit to do this once in a while. It's yeah. This cider,
2: this cider needs more hops and it needs more of a malt backbone, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if we add some more roasty flavors to
1: it, it might Brian. be better. You know what I think it's missing is a lot of flavors. I mean, it has flavors,
2: but it need, I think it might need more.
3: It's totally devoid of roast character. Right. I think that's no. an issue. <laughs> Lee, Lee, would
2: you add more apple or less apple to this? Um, I think
3: more apple, more apple, like and two more bell. While we're at like it, like two yes. more apple, yeah. more apple.
1: Uh, Warren, do you have any observations on it? I know that you don't have a, a score sheet, and I'm not expecting you to kind of rattle off like these handsome guys do. But uh, uh, um,
4: any observations as a uh, amateur cider maker? Sure, um, great. I definitely just. Blind tasting, I would have guessed they used <laughs> a champagne yeast because I always blind taste everything. Thank you. Um, because I, I've experimented over the four years or so I've done cider, and it to me it's very obvious when you use an actual cider yeast versus a wine yeast, and even the specific types of wine yeast like champagne or um, like a, whatever it is. One 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 seven or there's a few white wine There's yeast a couple that different like yeah. and yeah. Um, I, I've used three of those and they were all different and none of them tasted like if you use actual cider yeast like dry dry English or whatever from Y yeast or White Labs mm-hmm. um, and so I, I picked that out um, and it kind of got a little bit of that acetic kind of funkiness that. I almost thought that there might be a bit of a wild fermentation going on, but I don't know if you actually sulfited the juice yeah, or did anything. did you sulfite? I did not,
2: no. Yeah, so okay. there's a little wild yeast going on in there. That's, yeah, that's cool. And
3: and I did, think... Did uh, the people who sold you the juice sulfite? Or, yeah, or you know? Who the heck knows? Because you, you know, know, were buying to, this to stuff. Buy in and, the jug, and yeah.
4: if he says it'll explode, then they probably don't. Yeah, no, if it's um, unpasteurized, I, right. I can't imagine uh, it, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised that you said that the champagne stalled out at... at 1004 too. That seems odd. Oh uh, yeah, I've n- I've never had a cider stop bu- at anything higher than one. Like it's all it's usually like you're lucky to you get one. Right, yeah. exactly. Usually it's lo- <laughs> low, and so that seems odd to me. But. um you said it was
5: two years old, two and a half years old. It's going. It'll be three years. In fact, it's three years old. Yesterday. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. It's held up pretty well. You um, might yeah, take another hydrometer
2: yeah. reading. I mean, it yeah. might have dropped down in the keg too. You know, even if you had, did you have it chilled all these years or just room temperature?
5: After primary and secondary, yeah, it's been in yeah. forty degrees uh-huh. pretty much the whole time. Hmm. Um, I kind of got a bit of a dried apple
4: character i got that too maybe um, and like to me oxidation that's oxidation something? in yeah. cider um because yeah. i have i kept the first year of cider that i did for about two and a half essentially this long and when i cracked the growler it was in first glass i had was great it's like, wow i really did a good job that first year <laughs> then i left it overnight the next glass awful yeah like, it, i don't know if it gets more sensitive oxidation or if it was just waiting to happen and then once it got a little bit it just turned into like just like that nasty bitter like dried apple i think i think in with,
1: with ciders it, it, it takes just a little bit of oxygen to kind of go and i think it's because it's not traditionally carbonated as well as like a beer is so maybe some of that off-gassing from the beer is helping to protect and from
4: oxidation <laughs> and there's not a lot of other flavors maybe the the concentration of flavors is mm-hmm.
2: less. And Maybe so, it's somehow like yeah. striated in there, like the top level of the cider is like <laughs> right. the cream of the cider.
0: Yeah. And then you get down <laughs> you to the <laughs> pour
4: that bowl, off. Like, right. that's I had that the first pumpkin. night and I was yeah. like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> I dumped the rest of it after. The, like, I just I didn't finish it. Yeah, but, bummer. Um, So I, I'm starting to get a bit of that. And I mean, if for it being two and a half years old, that's totally understood. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. Because I, I got that same thing too, like, like dried apple rings. Right, yeah, exactly. Like Trader Joe's or whatever.
1: But it's not offensive at all, and especially being so old um, it, it, it kind of works it's almost like a, the old ale of ciders where yeah. it's it's it blends very well with the
4: with uh, the flavor of the juice
3: yeah and it's not real strong either no oh, no, 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 no 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 it's no. kind of a background yeah. note
4: right yeah and and my nose is kind of clogged up so I,
2: I might be tasting something completely different than you guys but dude we're glad you're here because you nose clogged or not you said a lot of things a lot of things that made sense about cider we're right? actually drinking um,
4: water so we don't oh, fooled you dude man you took advantage of
5: my blindness <laughs> uh, um, phil what do you think about all this well i got um in addition to what you guys I, I got a little bit of apple seed so i think maybe that's just part uh, of the crush yeah um so i get that and hmm. i guess the phenols but the phenols um tend to be very well roundedness and the tannins um also what would you guys do to deal with the acetic acid um, drink it I, would <laughs> <think>. <laughs> well, I mean two and a half yeah. years stop sitting on Shake it. Your
1: i, finger I it got at those quite a
2: bit of
5: tannins i didn't
4: think it was i didn't think it was lacking in tannins necessarily because i've had a couple ciders i've never used like the art not artificial because yours naturally derived but kind of the non-fermentable sugar back sweetening and it's always made it taste kind of syrupy i know you, when you guys mentioned you had kind of a syrupy mouthfeel, maybe. Um, um, like a thick... A thicker, right, yeah. thickness. Yeah. Um, I get that when I taste some of the non-fermentable back-sweetened mm-hmm. ciders. Um, but I thought there was uh, a nice tannin to balance.
2: Um, I just thought kind of that, that syrupy mouthfeel kind of got in the way of that. Uh, um, yeah, it wasn't devoid of tannins. It was just, they, were, they were low and kind of backgrounding that, that. Right. That fullness kind of took over. It's just really... Mouth filling and and uh, like taking a bite of an uh, apple pie.
3: Yeah, and to Phil's question, I'm not sure. I mean, the little bit of acetic acid's in here, I'd worry about terribly. It's it's not offensive. It doesn't get in the way. It actually kind of helps drive some of the other volatiles too. So it's it's kind yeah. of actually a nice thing to have in a way. Probably I, just, I don't know that yeah. I worry
2: about it. it. It probably just came from whatever wild stuff was on the apples but when it was juiced, and that yeah, champagne exactly. yeast took over and didn't let it have that great of an effect. So it's just still in there as a background thing, and it's fermented out. It's it's done, so it's not really going anywhere else. I mean, it's it, not going it, to get any more intense. Well, it could develop, and meld as things go on. Okay, okay, Especially if the cider yeast left, if it only finished at
4: 10.04, there's still something left like for acetobacter yeah. or something that it could it could but, finish that out over the next two years or
3: whatever. Yeah, it it but was it's aging. two and a half years old already. Yeah, I, I can't well,
1: imagine yeah. it's going to get super uh, too much more acetic, right? I mean,
2: if you took it out of the fridge, oh for, no, no, no. If you took it out of the fridge, yeah. For but but the way the way he's keeping it now,
4: it seems like it's it's pretty conducive. I was to just saying, cider, I was right? guessing that if it, if the champagne stopped at ten o four,
2: yeah, there's the aceta or whatever could have yeah, over finished at that it down the rest of the way. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah.
5: Uh, Does any of this help, Phil, or is it just all, like, whatever? It does, I guess, the next time. In (laughs) fact, I'm just about to uh, do another batch. Yeah. So any recommendations on uh, yeast? Um, I've always had good luck with y
4: yeast Cider Yeast. That's the one that I use for any uh, controlled fermentations.
5: And what Um, kind of character does that contribute?
4: um, It really boosts just the the apple esters. Um, It doesn't contribute a whole lot of its own. It doesn't – it it will – you need to be on top of the nutrients because it will pump out a lot of sulfur if it's in a nutrient-deprived fermentation. Yes, yeah, those yeasts Um, do have a lot of sulfur.
1: We had to battle that for a bit.
4: Yeah, and so be on top of the nutrients. What I would do is I added uh, the normal addition at the beginning and let it go for about a day, and you could smell it in the off gas. You could mm -hmm. smell the sulfur. I'd add a nutrient addition – Within an hour, it was clean. It was really? Just just That's carbon dioxide. That, up. And, yeah, carbon and so just there. throw nutrient <laughs> in there, and I did that for yeah. f- first few days, and it was fine. And for so, nutrients, for you're using K, uh, I use a nitrogen source like some, uh, for made K, and yeah. uh, I use for made K and DAP, and DAP yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and just okay, yeah. a mix of those. A lot like mead, meads, that right? Exactly, and yeah. you're
5: doing daily additions.
4: Yeah, yeah for I think maybe four days, just kind of dependent, like. By day three or four, I was just kind of smelling the gas, and if it was sulfur-free, I'd add a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, great feedback. Real so, scientific. Yeah, that's the sm- I oh. have the numbers written down. Yeah. I, I used. How did I get um, away of your Coke habit, though? That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I snorted a little bit, and then I dumped the rest in okay, good. He realized right. it was um, yeah. fermented. <laughs> that's yeah. why I liked it so <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah.
3: Put this shit in the Yeast balls, packing awesome. If I like <laughs> it, they'll yeah. like it.
4: Right. Um, so I, I would recommend those, or that yeast. Um, if you, I always like doing a wild, a spontaneous ferment, um, but and so I sulfite everything, especially on the pitched ones. Um, I do a partial sulfiting on the spontaneous that gets rid of uh, molds and bacterias, but it won't actually kill the natural sac yeast because it can handle a little bit of uh, hydrogen sulfide. So you just do like a half
2: dose of the. Um, I think camden. It's, it's.
4: I think it's like twenty five percent. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Twenty five percent. Uh, so oh, if I I it it. at the beginning and then just let it go and it's surprising how clean it in the two years I've done it, it, it at about three months it tastes like just one of the other ones that, that I seems did like a cool but then approach. it takes about like maybe another three to six and then it starts really getting um, funky and a little more wild uh, yeah you know. the wildness starts to
2: happen you're making me want to make a cider here let's bro. make cider yeah, Warren is out I really now I'm, but I'm still in i Let's do it. Yeah, whatever, Warren. So how, um, how
3: many ppm of the sulfur is that? Do you think with a, that quarter dose? With the quarter dose,
4: um, the sulfite. Well, you vary your uh, what you vary the target concentration depending on the pH because the the hydrogen right. sulfite is is dependent on right. on the pH. So it depends on the pH what what ppm you're targeting. Um, I believe in ten gal or in about five gallons for a. For a full dose, it was something like eight Camden tablets
3: for five gallons.
4: But it, on the pH that I had, right on the previous, and so I would vary it. Um, so a quarter would be three, two, or three tablets. Right. Wow. Um, for a five-gallon batch, didn't we figure that out it was like twenty
1: ppm or something like that? It's not. I mean, it's not as much. Oh, as it's wine. real low. Yeah. Um,
4: there's a great website. I'll have to look it up. It's a it's a a, a UK website. That explains all the ppms you want to target for a partial kill, full strength kill, and, it, and it'll yeah. give you a chart based on. Here's your pH. This is what you need to add. Just just
1: go, go into um, the Bing machine and just search for UK yeah. website. Yeah, and, yeah UK cider should,
4: website.
2: You're right. Yeah, those guys know how to make their cider. It's like we need we need to import some some more of them.
3: I probably <laughs> would drink more cider. Import <laughs> their knowledge. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: UK cider website. I just did it. Hey, what? I think it's. Did you find it? What's coming up? <laughs> Isn't it UKCider.com? No, it's not. <laughs> Strongbow Apple Cider. God, that's a good cider.
5: Uh, Phil, you got enough. Uh, you're right for your next batch, man? I am, yeah. That was really good feedback. All, right, uh, good. all three of you guys did wonderful, and I'm looking forward to my next pitch cider.org.uk. And, and the first cider victim on, uh, <laughs> on your show here. Thank you very yeah.
3: much. <laughs> the inaugural cider victim. Right.
1: Yeah. No sweat, man. I appreciate you bringing that in. It was very tasty. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to jump into Nick's uh, oatmeal stout, right, Nick? That's correct. All right, good. All right. Uh, it's Dr. Home everyone. Uh, stick with us. We'll be right... Uh, wait, what the hell is going on? Why do I have this? All right, let me try this. Uh, I think we'll be right back. <laughs> New technologies are fun.
0: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, the forum, the Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
1: That's it. I've had it. I am Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian.
0: Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags grog tags are reusable right on wipe off commercial grade bottle labels for your brew the guys at grog tag are home brewers they wanted great looking sturdy labels for your bottles buckets carboys kegs and growlers they also wanted a label that not only looks good but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind no residue water resistant and ice chest approved grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest and they stay legible visit GrogTag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look.
4: Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude.
0: Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com.
6: Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack
1: Games. Now serving patient number 189. Number 189 to the counter, please. Now back to Dr homebrew all right welcome back everyone uh we're just pouring some more cider because why not it's this kind of pseudo cider show uh nick who is our next uh uh dr homebrew guest who does have an oatmeal stout by the way um he's pouring some cider for us
3: a different cider because it's a different, it's different a season you know it's it's fall
1: tis the season for juicing apples uh what's up with the cider nick uh
7: i got the juice from apple hill just like uh phil did i got it from uh, four different places uh, but uh i think it's probably pretty similar except the main difference is it's only a year old so just looking mm-hmm. at the color it's quite significantly different um i don't know if i treated it that much differently a lot lighter A yeah. Yeah. pale yeah. Yeah. yeah significantly more pale compared to phil's uh Bills feels a bit this,
1: darker, yeah.
7: Yeah, trying the cider, you know, it, when you see it first, you know, straight before you ferment or anything like that, it's much uh, darker in color, and that's kind of what mm-hmm. Phil's looks like, uh, you know, three years later. But mine looks much lighter, so I don't know if it's an age thing or if I treated it differently or, or Just what. different apples? Yeah, it's certainly maybe different. Again, I, I got mine from four different places and, and blended them all together. Um, I'm planning on doing something similar again this year, so...
3: Awesome. Trying to figure yeah. out what to do. This is nice. Different yeah.
4: apples and oxidation, just like how if you left an apple cut sitting on the counter, mm-hmm. it's going to darken.
3: Your cider just turns brown over time?
4: So, I I mean, it takes a while to get that <laughs> that dark brown, but right. it, if left out or over years of age, they, they can darken a little bit.
7: Sure, yeah. yeah. So, that's so I was kind of curious if whether yeah. or not in three years, mine will be the same. As
1: I don't know why you guys are hanging on to your cider
7: so uh, long. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm yeah. going to actually make some new ones but and mine, it with mine this current
4: one. But before <laughs> Jason, mine lasted multiple years. Also, yeah. Well, you're not a functioning alcoholic, apparently. <laughs> Who's Jason?
1: JP. Sorry, <laughs> oh. Jason <laughs> is a different. I'll explain to you. That's his He's alter He's the guy ego. who chugs That's, the cider. Yeah. Oh God, I love cider so <laughs> much. I just want to drink it all day. <laughs> oh God, cider is amazing. Uh, anyway. Thanks, Happy Nick, for, for, for bringing this. Yeah, Sorry,
7: I just thought it would be fun. Let's talk
1: about uh, your Oatmeal Stout. So you've been on the show before. Yes, I'm I sure, have. Right, uh, we're on
7: uh, show probably number three, I think, with uh, Pilsner.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's a long time ago. I think fanatics will uh, will definitely you know realize that. Uh, we have three glasses here, so that'll be for us. Bev is getting some more glasses for everybody else to try. Um, so tell me about this Oatmeal Stout.
7: So this is JP's
1: oatmeal yeah, stout
7: if sound familiar that's, right. uh, this wait, is a that's second. cheating that's right it is cheating wait hey. so did you
1: brew it or did he I brewed it it's JP's it's Nick's JP's oatmeal stout it's like oh Ruth's, your recipe it's like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse oh yeah. Nick's JP's okay. oatmeal stout right <laughs>
3: right
4: <laughs> okay
7: so yeah my my buddy who I I brewed this with uh Almond I mean, he couldn't be here today unfortunately he's working hard you know engineering that's what happens uh but uh we tried your beer first at uh, NHC 2011. Oh, wow. I think at the uh, BNA 6 party. Okay. And uh, that, that kind of stuck with us. It's like, hey, this is a really good beer. So we, oh, wow. we brewed it probably a month or two after uh, NHC. Okay. I liked it and uh, drank it. It's all gone. Cool. Brewed it again. And uh, now I get to get some feedback on. Uh, how it actually compares to the uh, <laughs> the real JP beer. God, I haven't brewed
1: that beer in forever. It's, it's terrible. Be no. Um, when did you make this uh, batch? Uh,
7: let's see. I brewed this uh, July 5th.
1: Okay. And this says cocoa nibs in it, right? Yeah, it's
7: got cocoa nibs in it. I followed your recipe almost to the T. Uh, we dropped the uh, base malt by about two pounds. I think your original gravity is about 1058. Mm-hmm. We dropped it, it's about uh, 17 pounds of uh, pale malt. Mm-hmm. I think we dropped ours from 17 to about 15. Like okay. everything else, the same. But other than that, it's identical. Um, and so I think we came out at about 10:54 instead of 10:58. Uh, but other than that, uh, again, follow the recipe on your blog spot.
1: Uh, oh, cool! Exactly. Thanks, man. I appreciate that.
7: It's a great beer, and again, that's why we're brewing again. But uh, it'd be nice to get some feedback again. How close it is to the one you brewed? And uh,
1: yeah, well, yeah, I'll I'll let the out. I'll let the guys here, uh, uh, you know, heap. The uh, the praise upon my uh, recipe building skills and of course your brewing skills, but more importantly my recipe building skills. Certainly, um, Lee. I'd like you to start. Well, praising we had no me, idea please. there were
3: cocoa nibs in this. Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely shows up in the flavor. Yeah. We were not informed of the cocoa nibs. Yes. I forgot. <laughs> Sir, from me we are not amused. Shame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just do it to just test you guys. That's all. So we were supposed to pick out the cocoa nibs. Then, by the way, right? Beverly just brought a cheese plate into <laughs> the we studio. A
1: a plate? She's like, <laughs> awesome! She's I'm like, tired. I'm tired. She's like, "I'm tired. I feel like a cheese plate will help." Well, she it'll
2: help keep me awake.
3: She it will. She's introducing Onwosin in the as studio. Touching room as
4: right. room. No,
7: she
1: yes. took
4: it into her little closet. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, no, I'm a, not sharing it with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's highly caffeinated. I paid for this fool. Do, oh. Yeah <laughs> yeah right all right sorry
1: so, Go ahead. oatmeal style yes
3: well, i don't know what can you say about this
1: D- did the cocoa nibs throw i mean throw is that like a super egregious error? or <laughs>
3: well it definitely would have changed how we judge this beer okay because it basically puts it in a different category and then you evaluate for you know uh, how well did those show up how well do they balance the beer
1: can you adjust on the fly for my uh my fuck up
3: We'll no. think about it. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I right. Warren may be right.
2: No, well, I we, can adjust what? my fly, uh, mm, JP. All do. Right. We're Adjusted. going there, right. Now, yeah.
3: we'll, we'll score down for it appropriately. See what
2: ciders um, do to us? All right. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Right. Um, aroma, dark coffee with licorice and cocoa hints over a bready malt base with nutty oatmeal notes. No hops noted. No DMS diacetyl. Very little green pepper note, which is something you often get with a lot of roast grains. Um, low esters, blueberry noted, pretty much the style, although the, um, the roasty intensity is high. If you look through the style guidelines for the, this beer, usually the description is coffee and cream or milk chocolate, and this is more mm-hmm. dark Dark chocolate, which is probably those coconuts yeah. coming through. And it's very, it's very dark version of It's like beer. a
1: baker's chocolate, like not that sweet chocolate,
3: but it's, kind of tart. It, what chocolate. I said in the flavor section, flavor down the bottom, it's kind of like a Hershey's special dark chocolate mm-hmm. bar. That's really what it tastes like. Uh, appearance is black. And it's very dark beer, fairly clear. And it's not totally dark. I mean, it's but it's it's black. It's it's not a no dark brown kind of stout um pours a low light tan foam which fades quickly to a low bead it could use better head retention this style should have a nice reten- uh, nice head that sticks around it doesn't fade away so quickly um but it's it's nice it's clear it's a reasonable color it looks good uh flavor dark chocolate flavor with coffee notes a little bit of ric- licorice and raisin uh it's more an espresso and cream character than the classic coffee mm. cream character uh, some nutty oatmeal flavor in there, no hops noted, a little bit of sort of a blackberry-blueberry kind of ester note, might be a ferment uh, ester, might be from the malts, I don't know. Uh, balances definitely to the malt, hot bittering and flavor. Uh, hot bittering is just supporting flavors, not really present, which is fine. Um, finishes, medium, dry, a little bit of lingering coffee, cocoa, cream and berries kind of flavors, pretty much to style. Um, although the malt flavors, and this may be the coconut additions, it's very much in the dark side again, like I was saying. It's 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 very uh, dark chocolate as opposed to milk chocolate kind of flavor profile. Medium body and carbonation, uh not hot or alcoholic or stringent, nice medium-high creaminess. It's all very much to style. A bit drying. Um, has a low bit of chalky mineral note to it, perhaps. Uh, It sort of overbalances the sort of the oily oily silkiness you want from the oats. So between the sort of the drying malt and maybe some mineral content here, that oiliness from the oats isn't coming through very much. There's a little bit of it. It's there. It's not that much. That's probably not really a big deal in the end, but um, that is something that is characteristic of this style. Overall, I thought it was a a great – Dark chocolate flavors with supporting oat flavors, smooth drinking, and nice, clean ferment. I really like it a lot more. I think stylistically the dark chocolate as opposed to the milk chocolate was kind of putting it out of style. But here's here's where your question comes in. If I had known that this is oatmeal right. stout with a bunch of cocoa nibs added <laughs> yes. in, yes. I, I would have given it some leeway for that kind of flavor because you okay. basically got this probably much darker specialty thing added in i probably Uh would have scored it up a little bit higher okay um as it was i actually really liked it it's very drinkable uh very very nice beer very pleasant that that sort of hershey's special dark chocolate candy Mm. bar kind of flavor actually works really well here yeah um I gave it a thirty-seven, and I kind of wanted to score it higher, but I thought that just because some of these things, it just came across as a little bit out of style. Okay, which is because you had added cocoa nibs to it, which we didn't know. <laughs> hey, I so, uh, I didn't
1: know. Uh, <laughs> did I know that, Nick? I probably did. Yeah, Nick kno- probably kno- told me.
3: Knowing that as a, as a special edition, I could easily score this. Three, five, maybe Stout, more right. points out higher. You no know, oh, wow. Be, this could be a 40-point beer in my mind. I thought it was very nice. Okay.
7: If you Google J.P. Stout, that's the first thing. It was your recipe. On, I you, don't you Google J.P.'s that's right. recipes. That's right.
3: Well, because I, I haven't
1: added nibs in it for a while, so I, I, I guess I forget all the time. Um, yeah, okay. It is a nice
3: beer.
2: Thank you, Lee. Brian? You forget to add the nibs sometimes. Uh,
1: I forget about that. I forget that I used to do it. I don't oh. do it anymore. For some oh, reason.
3: okay. Yeah. You don't brew anymore, though, do you? I, I don't just make cider. <laughs> Who brews? That's why he doesn't add
1: nibs. I yeah, just pound cider. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Well, um, so in the aroma for me, I got a kind of a slightly sharp malt presence with uh, mm-hmm. some roastiness, fairly smooth chocolate notes in there. Um, I thought I got a hint of uh, a green apple-y kind of thing, like a little acid aldehyde poking through. Um it had a pretty uh, a moderately, moderately high fruitiness overall to me. It seemed a little on the estuary side, but um you know, no 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 other no DMS or diastole or anything like that in there. Um appearance-wise, it was a rich black color with a low light tan head that faded uh, pretty soon after pouring to a low collar little bubbles around the, around the glass there. Um it was nearly opaque, but when you got down to the bottom, you could tell it was fairly clear. Flavor-wise, um Rich malt with coffee and espresso notes being pretty prominent. Um, a little hint of like a slight stale coffee kind of thing. But I also got like that semi-sweet chocolate thing that Lee was uh, talking about in there. It's definitely like a, like a semi-sweet baking chocolate bar. <laughs> um, and I wasn't expecting that. So it kind of threw me off a little bit. And um, yeah, um, I wasn't noticing as much. Any or as much acetaldehyde in the flavors so that might have just been kind of a fluke in the aroma. I was trying to grasp at straws as to what I was smelling there, <laughs> <laughs> which is what a judge sometimes does. You have to. It's like you know, getting, putting a word to that sensory thing you're getting is, is sometimes the hardest thing. No, you know, we never I mean, do. Yeah. We
3: know, we know. Um, it's definitely balanced. <laughs> Brian's to the making malt. Making it up to throw you all off. Balancing <laughs> the
2: malt and the roast and and pretty fruity. Finishes fairly dry. Uh, so, you know, kind of enhancing that semi sweet chocolate thing. It's, it's not. It's not super sweet beer and um, and it doesn't really to me it didn't have a lot of like oatmeal flavor to it or oat kind of component mm. was kind of slightly missing it had like kind of a sharp acidic tang where that would be and from the darker malts the roast and coffee and all of that linger into the aftertaste there's a lot going on here chocolate and this well, yeah, and dark malts from and the nibs too it's, what it's, it's big nibs. Yeah. yeah
1: the nibs leave that kind of tart
2: tangy and thing that, behind. maybe the peppery thing too a little bit I don't know yeah but yeah, that's well. That could be from the dark malts. Yeah,
1: don't don't get Warren started on the peppery notes from dark Uh-oh. malts, please.
4: Speaking about peppery notes, hey, stop! Getting
2: started, yeah. <laughs> All right,
4: am I getting started? So?
2: no, you're not. Getting oh, okay. started. okay, shut her down. Yeah. Right. Body wise, it was kind of medium bodied uh, with a medium low carbonation. Um, I thought I found a slight warmth in this. It wasn't. It wasn't too high, but a little bit of. Hey, there's a little alcohol in here um it wasn't very astringent or anything like that it was uh, despite all the dark malts that are in it and everything else um but it just lacked to me in the mouthfeel was where i kind of it suffered a little bit for an oatmeal stout just judging it as a straight oatmeal stout it lacked some of that smooth creaminess that i expected in the style
6: and
2: mm-hmm. where it just like floats off your tongue and just yeah it's like butter you know like whoa um, so you know it it captured some of the elements of the the oatmeal stout style, which was what I judged it to mm-hmm. um it was a pretty pleasant drinking beer overall, but just that the kind of the odd fruitiness which can sometimes come from the darker malts too different kinds like a, a kind of tropical stout flavors and and aromas in it a little bit, and the um the sharper dark- dark malt notes were a bit distracting, so I would have you know reduced those darkest malts and and <clears throat> you know. Maybe drop the fermentation temperature down a little bit to get those esters a little more in check, and um, I don't know what it was fermented at. We'll we'll find out. He fermented it at sixty four and a no um,
4: ninety four. If you could logger this, that'd I hate be great. you know. I try as a, as a
2: judge, you try not to guess things. Like you must have fermented this at sixty seven degrees. Why don't you drop it to sixty? Five point six, or
1: thank you for pointing that out. That, that, yeah, that you know? nothing drives me more insane than, yeah. than that kind of shit where judges go. You should try to back off on this thing that you didn't really do. Yeah, as a judge, yeah. you just
2: can't assume anything. You can't, you know, if you're, you know, if you're mashing or steeping it, you know, wh- how did they make this beer? You don't know. So I, w- I said, if you're, you know, maybe mash or steep at a slightly higher temperature to increase the the residual sweetness a little bit mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. That would that would round it out a little better to me. Um, you know, and get, and and the oatmeal character just wasn't quite coming through, and the odie flavor it needs to come through a bit more somehow. So, it tastes like a bittersweet chocolate. But m- my main point of feedback in this was, um, since I, the one thing I did know about this was that it was J.P.'s recipe. Is never use J.P.'s recipe. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it wasn't... Oh, Brian's mic turned off. (laughs) That's so weird. How unfortunate. Yeah, I can't fix it. I just...
1: Oh, there I am. Okay.
2: No, I scored it at 31. I thought it was a pretty nice beer. It just wasn't quite to the oatmeal stout style. Mm -hmm. But I do understand it a little bit better now, and I probably would score it a few points higher as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think um, I may have scored it a little... I I scored this beer higher mostly because I just really love that cocoa flavor that was in there, that Mm -hmm. chocolate, dark chocolate flavor. It is nice. Which turns out to be probably mostly the specialty edition wasn't what i
2: expected yeah. though it's a nice flavor for me yeah. it's
1: that it's the it's the pale chocolate edition with the cocoa nibs like right. that yeah. that, combination that combination for me Right. Kind of enhance they they play off well each other I, uh, they play yeah, yeah whatever uh, but, I don't know if you notice that Nick at all but I certainly
3: do yeah. yeah yeah but but what Brian said was absolutely right in terms of the mouthfeel and yes. uh, the creaminess you'd expect in this beer that's that's not really showing through very well here no
1: you know and, and it's not and and, it, and it's the recipe uh, I, I think so you were asking Nick about uh, how you know
2: yeah, let's talk about his
1: recipe. how how it compares to what I to what I've noticed too I've traditionally not really cracked 35 on competitions with this beer yeah because mainly of what the guys have been saying it's not really an oatmeal stout i i like lower abv beers um and for some reason with this recipe i can't get that uh that mouth feel like the the big body that some some brewers can do with uh with a lower abv beer but with a lot of specialty malt. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. Th- th- that's what I've noticed, too. To me, it, it tastes pretty pretty dead on. Uh, I think the, the the difference in the cocoa nibs um, w- is hard for me to remember uh, how how my beer is with, with the cocoa nibs that I use because the nibs really do add uh, a, a varying degree of... Oh, yeah, I think it's <laughs>
7: rather significant what they add
1: to it. Yes, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I drank it and I was like, th- th- it tastes pretty much just like... Just like my beer, uh, it, it, it it does need some more body, and I, I don't know how to do that yet. I'm still playing around with it, so when I start brewing again, I'm going to brew this a couple times and try some different stuff. But sure. uh, uh, but I I think you did a great job at it. But it, it tastes just like it. But but that's but that's what they're saying is is it, it's not really quite an oatmeal stout. It doesn't really have that oatmeal kind of consistency or you know the the slickness that Brian was speaking about. Uh, and I've noticed that too on yeah. on, on, on mine. Well, and what's, that's just that's just the that's recipe. Just the here? recipe. Yeah, go for it. Give well, again, us, uh, I, the deal. I
7: tried to follow JP's recipe. Almost identical. Um, again, I, I like the lower alcohol beers, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 4.7%. That's kind of right in the, the range where I like it. Yeah. We did drop it a little bit. Uh, JP's recipes for an 11-gallon uh, uh, batch. Uh, we tried to follow that exactly, except uh, I think his original gravity is uh, 10.58 on the recipe you've got posted from 2011. But we yes. dropped it down a little bit. And again, it sounds like you're in the process of changing it. So,
1: Well, I... Th- at that time I posted it it was uh it was i had just started entering the nationals with it sure and so I had gotten these these same comments I'm like well I'll just bump it up even sure. though i don't I don't necessarily want that higher ABV but that's the only way that I knew how to do that sure so, anyway
7: yeah so we we dropped that base malt down so instead of uh 17 pounds of uh, pale malt we used 15 pounds that's a 65 percent of the grist and then we used a uh, two and a half pounds of oats that's about 11 percent uh pound and a half of uh, crystal 80. Pound and a half of chocolate, each of those making up about six and a half percent each. Uh, a pound of uh, carapils at 4.3 percent, and then uh, 12 ounces of carafe one of at three and a, a third, and uh, 12 ounces of roasted barley at three and a third. And I don't know what you do with your dark grains, uh, we added them at, at uh, Vorloff. Uh, okay, I just than put deeper. them in the mash. Yeah, we yeah. we again. I, I know this stringency is an issue for a lot of people, and especially since I know we're adding the uh, cocoa nibs and the oak chips later on. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, we this is the second time we brewed this batch. The first time we did it, I know in your recipe you talked about adding oak chips in the fermenter and then cubes mm-hmm. and the cocoa nibs later. Mm-hmm. And from that first one, we felt we got more of an oak character, more tannins um, extracted out of it. And so I, I don't remember what we did in the first one, but I, I thought we wanted to reduce that a little bit. Because we're going to remember the one we had from you that tasted a little bit more rounded, more full, and so um, yeah. And add those see. dark grains at the again at Vorloff, and then this time we did not add any chips to the fermenter mm-hmm. at all. We just stuck with the oak cubes and the cocoa nibs in the keg, okay. and they're they're still sitting in there again when I pulled them off today. Uh, again, that's what you talked about—just leaving them in there. So we added a half a pound to each keg. Um, with the cocoa nibs, and then I think it's uh, two ounces of the, uh, the French oak cubes each keg. So
3: adding up all those different roast grain additions, that's a pretty hefty. Proportion, yeah, and again, you know? that, yeah. exactly.
7: That's why we chose to add them at the Vorloff, because yeah. again, it It'll is a pretty hefty addition. Again, there. it's uh, twelve ounces of the craft and twelve ounces of the roasted barley, and then there's a pound and a half of the chocolate. So all those wines right. plus we the added nibs
3: down the road. Plus the nibs right. down the road. Yeah, so right. that
7: again, that's why this time. Again, I don't remember whether we did the first time. Uh, but this time, we added all those at Borloff, you know, so after the mash, just because, right. again, that's a pretty significant you might, dosage.
3: You might want to consider throttling that back a bit. The other thing is, is uh, what did you mash at for temperature? Uh,
7: I think JP recommends 152. I think mm-hmm. we overshot that maybe by a degree or two. A uh, surprising thing, we usually we tend to, to hit our numbers pretty well or, you know— end up a little bit lower on our, our final gravity than what we're shooting for and we actually ended up a little bit high I think four or five points so rather mm-hmm. than what Beersmith was saying we'd end up at, I think about like 10 12 10 uh, 13 we ended up at 1018 so almost four or five points high so this is a
3: 1018 terminal yeah
7: this is 1018 terminal and so I you know I don't know how much we overshot wow. that by so huh. I'm thinking rather than 152 we were certainly at 153 is what I measured maybe 154. Um, but, yeah, so that 1018 terminal is actually what I measured. It It's you three or four points high okay. versus what I expected. 153, so.
3: 154 is probably about right for something like this. You could, yeah. you could push a little higher. Sure. You could push yeah. the crystal malts up a little bit to bring the body up. Mm. But if you've got a like 1018 terminal right? gravity yeah. and a beer tastes this dry, yeah. you've yeah. got a lot of things drying out your palate here. All that mm-hmm. roast grains mm-hmm. and the nibs I think is it, probably –
1: and it's the oak too. The oak, it, and, the and, oak
3: really and the nibs. nibs yeah. That's yeah. yeah. what I, I, and I got, have trouble. Did you actually put oak in here. So there, there? Yeah, a few yeah. ounces
7: so oak of oak, tannins, French yeah. oak cubes, yeah. and yeah. The, this uh, half a pound of, of uh, the nibs. And I have trouble distinguishing between the two because yeah. I certainly get the drying tannin character on my tongue. You know, it's just like biting into a you know a red wine grape seed type character. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, okay, is that from the nibs? Is that from the oak? It's is probably from the
1: nibs. Dry out a lot. The nibs certainly seem to
7: be the character because we. Perceived Some of the drive. nibs, put them in our mouth, you know, t- taste yeah. them and feel them, and you They're tart, get, bitter. They are certainly yeah. tart. Yeah, they're bitter, and
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't even really taste the oak in it. Yeah. Well, and then you yeah. said yeah.
4: you brewed this in July, yes, and, it's, and the nibs were added in the keg, and it's still on there. Yeah, they, that's a long like, time. Yeah, the,
7: leaves them in, a in a there. It's a long time, the a long time, the a long a time. and the thing, we're just rolling with it, just to kind of see, you know, what it's going to do. I mean, I've I've
1: left nibs on the beer for eight months, and they kind of started to turn at that point uh getting more tannin than, than flavors. But it all depends on the quality of the nibs. Not that sure. that yours are 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 bad or anything, but uh, just the, the the type where you got them from, the the, oh, the yeah. kind they are. This was a single source special, you know, oh. a, a more beer special. Oh, not those. Oh. Was it fair oh. trade JP. organic? Nicaraguan
7: fair trade, like uh, one um. pound special. Mm. See, but, that's why <laughs> not every... the
3: stuff JP got from the guy under the overpass. <laughs> no, right.
7: not that yeah. stuff.
1: No, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so really
7: so interesting. The, actually, in that'll mellows, make a though, Because yeah. you know, when we add them, I tried it like a day or two after mm-hmm. adding the nibs. And man, is it over the top! Like, just yeah. in your freaking face. Because you got all that sure. the dust
1: exactly and that kind of settles and out and after, you pull that like, right there. You know,
7: after a month or so, that character really starts to mellow. Even with it still sitting in the keg, yeah, how much it mellows is actually rather surprising. But mm-hmm. to me, it's still it's still pretty in your face. How much tannins you get?
1: Leave it. It, but yeah,
7: again, I. That's not, I'm rolling with it'll it, JP style. Yeah. We're just leaving it in there, you know. It'll change. Right. That tartness
1: yeah. will drop out a little bit, and everything will kind of start rounding. the The oak will kind of poke through. I think the nibs, and uh, and uh, yeah.
3: So why, why one not? thing you might consider changing in this beer, JP. JP Yeah Is the name I mean with all The (laughs) stuff you're putting Yes It's got a really nice Flavor profile You're right The cocoa nibs Are a great thing To add in here It's very drying In the finish It just does not Come across like An oatmeal style It's got oats in it don't call it oatmeal stout. At this point, it's something else. What would yeah. you call it? Damn It, I, it just make something up. Nick's the- oatmeal stout. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> or JP's, you know, wow. J- JP and Nick's nib- <laughs> nibs and roasts, you know, whatever you want. Call it a roast. The thing is, it, it, the additions you've given here, you put in here. They've added some really wonderful flavors and very interesting yes. character. I really yeah. like it. Call it a session but it's, for foreign export. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not that. Yeah. I mean, it takes New it style. out of the realm where it's yeah. recognizable as an oatmeal stout anymore because sure. it kills that that mouthfeel. It kills that oiliness. It's got a way darker flavor profile. It's yeah. just not there anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I would rather name this beer something else and do tweak the recipe all around to make it back to being an oatmeal stout. If you want to do that, just go make an oatmeal stout. Sure. Get rid of all these specialty things. Like what? Like what would yeah. you do?
1: Like, what would you do? what would you do to strip it down and make it a, a proper oatmeal stout?
3: Get rid of the nibs. Get rid of the oak. Sure. Probably I mean, besides- reduce the roast a little, a fair amount. Mash okay. a little maybe higher mash temp, maybe. a little higher. Add a little bit more crystal. Uh, you yeah, know, those are all okay. kind of obvious things you would do to sort of put it more to where. Sorry. A little bit more oatmeal. Eleven percent is pretty it, yeah. good. But yeah, yeah. if you switch um, to
4: dehust Carafa you think that would make go
1: to decent, Carafa
3: 2 that might help a bit but reduce a the astringency decent, a bit right. yeah I yeah. think I
1: put Carafa 2 uh, I think I do that now I, anyway. I need to update that rest, I, need rest.
7: Rest. I need to update that you Carafa 1 yeah No, yeah. 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 oh, I need yeah. to yeah. update no, you said you did, did 1 it probably has Carafa 2 it's just oh, okay. uh, the homebrew store I go to has 1 and 3 ah. so uh, there you go 3 would be go fun go for the 3 then yeah yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, those things would make it more an oatmeal, right? St- you- back you to the direction for regular oatmeal style. But honestly, I would just figure out how to refine this and just change the name. Yeah, you know, are, are it's, you taking it's, notes uh, for us, American okay. stout or a foreign <laughs> export stout with oatmeal and nibs and oak chips and yeah. whatever, and it's nice in its own merits. Or okay. just
2: don't don't let snobby beer judges drink it, who are so <laughs> set in their ways that they only want to taste an oatmeal stout right. that tastes like or well, enter just a category twenty three beer, beer or yeah. something. You know, or the, or Well, then what would Lee drink when we're sitting around? Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a really good. Beer. I, I didn't this. know how to pigeonhole it or put it anywhere, but it's, it's, it's delicious. I so you it's you, you a said lot you don't on.
7: add the nibs anymore, though.
1: No, that? I uh, no, I don't. I, I think because I'm trying to dial in the well, uh, brew the recipe. Still, brew. I don't brew anymore. But when I do, if you did. Um, if yeah if I did, uh, I I yeah I don't know. I think it was just a phase I was going through.
7: I, again, I like the character of the nibs <laughs> ad, but uh, it's I, I, strong, I do though. enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is
1: very good. Um, and and I, why haven't I done it? I don't know. I think because I'm I'm a little unhappy with the recipe. I need some more body in it, and uh, I feel like I want to nail that down and then add the nibs. Well, I
7: mean, we're waiting with bated breath yeah. for the. I'm next, sure you the, are. The next, I mean, the last change was in 2011, and now it's. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, like a,
1: what's that fat guy who writes Game of Thongs? <laughs> Martin oh, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, where yeah. everyone's just waiting to figure out what happens. We're, we're waiting like, for the next well, change. I'll figure it out the update. If,
4: if you wrote it down the last time you did just your regular oatmeal stout, yeah. it tasted more like an oatmeal stout than this. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have that recipe somewhere. Maybe I'll send it to Nick as a, a thank you gift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that's it. Nick, you don't have any questions. No, again,
7: it's JP's recipe. Uh, we thought it was fantastic. The first time we tried it in 2011. I can't reiterate we were, uh, that enough that I didn't really do
1: anything. It's, yeah, it's, it's
7: all just, his fault. Anything it's that's wrong with it is his fault. Anything yeah. we added to it that was awesome is uh, our know, It's our totally to your credit. Yeah, exactly. right, right. But no, again, in 2011 when we tried it, it was extremely memorable. And that, that's awesome. why we brewed it the first time. And that's why we're brewing it again. And uh, again, this is the first time we get JP to actually taste it and say, hey, this is what I brewed. Or now nah, that you're totally freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, Stop! So. No, it's, oh, JP's yeah. been waiting two Donny, years. It's under- great. Yeah. 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 You
3: yeah. it, so.
1: no, no, it's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate it. No, uh, it's we're, a nice beer. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do a little rundown, uh, do our grog tag giveaway, and uh, try some more cider, and then uh, get out of here. It's Doctor Homebrew back after this
0: treatment today as a brewer you already don't settle for second best you want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from Superior Materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice.
7: Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need.
0: (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Malamond premium brewing yeast and enter to win. It's code 6, code We're six. Park, nation, Crash and now. And now to the finale of Doctor Homebrew.
1: That's right everyone. It is the finale indeed. <laughs> we run down the beers that we've had. And uh, we tell you what we've been drinking lately. We've been drinking some specialty stuff. Um, so first up, we had Phil with his cider. And uh, pretty much the two comments, well, at least one of the comments I had was, uh, stop waiting two and a half years to drink it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just drink it.
3: That's just patience.
1: Drink it all. I don't think a cider should be a year old, uh, but that's just me. a
2: really nice flavor, though. It aged well to me. It did, it did age it well, great. which I've...
1: is a testament to so, your cleanliness. Why not let it age? I think. Uh, but Warren's point was, uh, try a, a cider yeast, like a proper cider yeast. You kind of get some of those different flavors, uh, that you would, uh, uh I don't know, uh, associate with a, an actual common cider, right?
4: Right. Cause to me, a wine yeast makes the cider taste more like a, a wine when mm-hmm. champagne made it taste more like a kind of flat apple champagne. And yeah. I, I like my cider to be more, I guess, Either have a neutral yeast character, or if it's gonna like have some sort of like fruity ester to it, yeah. Versus making it dry, kind of like wine, like I guess. Yeah, that was my suggestion.
1: Yeah, I mean champagne yeast is kind of neutral in a sense. I mean, you're you're. I think you're relying a lot on that carbonic acid in the grape to to give the the profile. Well, right? I, I, I think mean, it has
4: a, a specific ester profile. Yeah, that, that you associate because I I would I got a, it reminded me of grapes like it, okay that could have been an apple that grape blend to me tars. just because of the, the those yeasts to me like yeast yeah. that's found on apples reminds me of apples yeast that's on grapes if it's naturally fermented to me mm-hmm. reminds me of grapes even if it's not fermenting grape juice i don't i don't know what causes that but yeah that's what i get well i think
1: that's what all these uh, a lot of these yeasts are derived from you know, thousands of years ago, mutations of oh, really? wild yeast that are found on the things, right?
2: Yeah, it still tasted plenty appley though, but it oh, had, yeah. it did have like kind of a champagne like character uh-huh. mm-hmm. to it, and like light little bubbles flowing through it. And, yeah, um, yeah, but it was it was it was super pleasant. I thought, oh yeah.
1: Uh, and then uh, Nick's uh, oatmeal stout with the uh, nibs and the oak that I forgot to uh, you mention. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, the chili peppers and the, the um, nibs and the oak that oh, right. dominated oh, the profile. There was yeah. vanilla and, uh, and molasses and, and the goat, the goat yeah. blood. And,
3: and three peacock feathers. Right.
1: Well, it was more like four, but I didn't.
3: Want I of newt. They're small.
1: Um. What did we have to say about that? that we kind of were, were all over, mainly more bashing on me than Nick. So I <laughs> Never know. used
2: JP's recipe.
1: Really we didn't like
3: bash that. on Nick at all, I think. Shit. Which is well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was a good beer. I really liked yeah. it. The cocoa nib flavor came through really nicely. It's just with the cocoa nibs and the oak chips that you had in there, in the end, it just sort of drove it away from being anything like an oatmeal style. It's way too drying. Um way too dark in the flavor profile as far yeah. as compared to, like, the milk chocolate you expect, the coffee cream of an oatmeal stout. So it just doesn't come across as an oatmeal stout anymore. But on its own merits, it's actually a very tasty beer. It's a good job. There's
2: a lot going on in this beer. There, there's mm-hmm. there's nuttiness. There's chocolatiness. It tastes like a semi-sweet <laughs> baker's chocolate bar, you know, and it finishes pretty dry. It's, it's really hard to pigeonhole a beer like this, and it's really hard to enter a beer like this in a competition, you know. With all that's, that's going on, you're, you know, it's it, it's amazing that someone could brew it and make it this drinkable with everything that's in there. So, yeah. you know, kudos to the brewer there. A uh, nice job. All
1: right, there you go, Nick. A, so, a return.
2: return oh, go ahead, contestant.
1: To, yes, yes, both of them. As a matter of fact, did he huh? win
4: last time or was oh, yeah, he in forget well, Definitely.
1: they weren't on together. Have, you, have, I, have either of you guys won the uh, grogtag Tag uh, $40 gift certificate? No.
7: Hey, when we were on in uh, the third episode, that was not a thing. That was the Grog Tag. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Although I am using Grog Tag labels on my, my growlers. There you go. Yeah,
1: I so, thought I recognized so, that. You know, We do that. Nice work. Um, okay. Well, it's time for the uh, at least your beer will look good. Um, Grog Tag $40 giveaway.
2: Who wants Who's to do some math? Who's our winner? We have uh, Beverly will do math. She's For the cider, we have a thirty-nine She's and a thirty-six. Too full of cheese. Average averages it. to a 37.5. 37.5, Yeah. I like about looking at me, 30, asking me to we repeat myself. have a Thirty-seven myself. and a thirty-one. <laughs> well, even though, even though That's she has sweet. headphones and so she can hear yeah. me. But.
3: So I think the oatmeal stout gets the grog. The oatmeal stout, and awesome. it's it's beer, so by, it by get a the few grog points. Day.
1: There you go, Nick.
3: Right, $40 right. gift yeah, certificate right.
1: from Grog Tag. At least it'll and, look uh, good. Yeah, at least it'll look good. You've already, uh, you've already used them. So I've already embraced
7: them, but you yeah. know, we'll embrace them some more.
1: You can right. branch out a little bit. Exactly.
7: More. That's right. Some metal beer signs in the future.
3: And you can share the loser award with JP. Exactly. That's right. right. <laughs> you can blame it on him. I get 20.
1: You get 20. No,
3: you're host of the show. You can't get the cash. Can but you can probably get some I tags.
1: I can do whatever I want. Uh, no, yeah, I can't uh, get the cash. No, it's definitely not cash. Right, if it was yeah. cash, I would win every time.
3: Right, the appearance of conflict of interest is as bad as the real thing.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's the brewing network. Do you think (laughs) anyone cares? I don't think anyone cares. (laughs) Uh, Before we get out of here, uh, we are drinking some of the. uh, How do you like them apples from Moonlight Meadery? This big, giant, thirteen and a half percent New England hard cider, which I, I think that I got to think that there's some honey in it. Tasting it, Uh, I mean. uh, but, but I don't know it's in know. a, yeah. a
2: hand labeled bottle that says not for sale so you know sorry <laughs> yeah. to disappoint but you probably can't It's a sample. This.
1: It's a sample. It, yeah. He he will.
2: It, you he, will, he will be
1: able someday. to get. commercially yeah. available.
4: Yeah. yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now it is. So yeah. oh, it is now. Yeah, I've had or, this for like a month, was, yeah.
1: Or like two months apples, I think. And
3: you didn't just chug it down? No. It's cider. I care about sharing
1: it with people. Well, that too.
3: He cares, that's so. I care.
1: So uh, thank you to Michael at Moonlight Meadery for for yes, sending us some of the thank cider. You, it's it's Michael's delicious. A good guy. It's very good. Um, I think we're ready to get out of here. Did I miss anything? I don't think I missed anything. Uh, I do want to tell you guys about the Sour Hour in case you haven't heard. Uh, that's a show with Jay Goodwin from, uh, the rare barrel out in Berkeley, a, a, a local cidery who actually, or not cidery. Wow. Um, sour. Soury. 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 Yeah. Uh, local sour that beer company. They, grow they won, uh, I think one, they won one gold. medal American at GABF sour. gold in American sour at GABF. Um, I'm actually going there tomorrow night because uh, I can't get enough of this sour beer. I love sour beer, and I don't really like anything. So if I like the Rare Barrel, you know they got to be producing some quality stuff. So check out the Sour Hour. You can find it on iTunes, um, anywhere you can find this podcast, especially. Uh, you'll be able to find uh, Jay uh, talking to uh, other sour beer producers. I know he was talking to Lauren Salazar from New Belgium a little bit ago, and uh, it's just it's, it's been a really great show. I think they've only done three or four shows, but uh, uh, people really enjoy it, and, nice and uh, Jay's a nice guy. So so check that check that shit out. And uh, thanks again to 5 Star Chemicals. Go to 5starchemicals.com and learn all about uh, PBW and Star San and all the benefits uh, therein. Until we see you guys next time, Dr. Homebrew.